0: What are we looking for when Utah takes on the Buffs this Saturday? And how will the other games play out? Will the Utes be able to make the Pac-12 championship? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes.
1: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, everyone, and happy Black Friday. Thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms. My name is JT Weister, still so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And joining me on today's show to break down the Utes taken on the Buffs this Saturday and all the other crazy action in the Pac-12 that impacts the Utes Pac-12 championship game. Chances is friend of the show and the editor of Fan Nation All Utes, Cole Bagley. And Cole, this game, Utah versus Colorado, there was a reason I didn't lead this with who's going to win in this one because... Utah's favored by 29 and a half. They're going to win the game. And so it's one of the other things you're looking for. I've spent a lot of time on this week's show talking about how I want to see Nate Johnson. So when talking about things I want to see, I would like to see Nate play the entire fourth and I would really like to see them open up the offense for him. I want to see him sit back in the pocket, make some throws, not just throws that are designed to go to Logan Kendall, which he did a good job of executing, but I want to see him go through progressions. I have full confidence he can do that. And I think it's a nice opportunity to get some live game action because you still can't simulate live games. This is a great opportunity for the for this Utah team to do so. So I really want to see Nate get in. I also want to see some of those younger guys get in, Justin Medlock being one of those guys. I think I would just love to see get out there and go to work in this one. I think he would do a fantastic job and – looking at this Utah team, as I mentioned, they're going to win this game. And I do think they're actually going to cover the 29 and a half too. So I just want to see them look sharp, take care of business, look strong and get themselves set up for potentially a chance to go to the Pac-12 championship game or just have themselves looking strong in terms of remaining a top 15 team, win by a dominant margin, set yourself up with an opportunity to move up a little bit depending on how those other games shake out and also set yourself up really nice for a good bowl game.
1: Yeah, I mean... Colorado hasn't scored more than 20 points um, very many times this year. In fact, I think only once this year they've scored Sounds more right. than 20 points. And now that's against Arizona State. So that kind of tells you what level they're at. Um, and that was a loss to Arizona State, by the way. So, you know, this is a gimme. I don't, I don't has Utah ever been favored by so many points against a Pac 12 opponent before?
0: That's is a good question a, against a Pac-12 it, opponent. That's the caveat. Yeah, that's um, I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. But, I mean, as you mentioned, it makes sense. I mean, this is a Colorado team that gives up over 263 yards through the air. They give up over 230 yards on the ground. I mean, you can do whatever you want for them. And in terms of they only rush for 112, they pass for under 200. It's, it's hard to be like, usually we come on here and pick, like, oh, who's going to go off? I mean, everyone could.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, this game – Really should be over by halftime, yeah. and that's at the latest. Like, yes. if it's not 14 or 21 nothing after the first quarter, oh, yeah. But, you know, Utah's going to win this football game. It should be, by goodness, four or five possessions, uh-huh. maybe more. Yes. Um, you know, that's at least what Las Vegas is saying. So, yeah, it, you know, game should hopefully be over by the end of the first quarter. You pull your starters at half or, you know, maybe – midway through the third, start throwing in, you know, younger guys. And I agree with you. I, I want to see some of the younger guys that we haven't really seen much outside of maybe special teams. You know, let me see yeah. Taylor Johnson. Let me see, yes. you know, Sydney and mm-hmm. Um you know, show us some of those, you know, deeper bench guys that, you know, haven't seen it chase Kennedy. Like, let's like, yeah. give us, give us the players that we really haven't seen uh, very much this season because, you know, you're losing quite a few upperclassmen, this next year and you know give give these young guys an opportunity and i i agree too you know let's let's see utah you know finish strong don't allow oregon to beat you twice like kyle whittingham said the other yep. day and uh you know you you hope that the the, the football gods shine on utah uh, i'm not necessarily betting on it you know you need four games to go a certain way chances yep. are one of those maybe two of those doesn't go the way you need um so you know Likelihood of Pac championship is probably as high as it could be, needing four games to go the yeah. right way. Um, but I'm not counting on it. You know, I think the I think the Utes are going to end up playing in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Bowl, mm-hmm. um, which really isn't terrible. No, like yeah. it's supposed to be an SEC opponent, and I would I would personally love to see like Ole Miss in there. Wouldn't that be uh, Jackson Dart taking on the Utes? I think that yeah, would be kind of fun. yeah, that would be awesome. You know. I don't want to see Arkansas. I don't want to – I don't really know that I want to see South Carolina. You know, give me Ole Miss, Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. That's, that's quality. You know, yeah. go redeem yourself against an SEC team, um, you know, after what happened in Florida. But, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of things that should happen this week in Colorado, and hopefully we see all those things, you know, come to fruition.
0: And one quick rant, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about this, but bowl games are still really important. We were just talking before we come on about how Utah, you know, they're starting to lose some of these commits. You need to win these big games in order to keep those guys coming in and show that against SEC opponents, why would you go to a middle of the road SEC team, which is what you're going Mm -hmm. to see in this. You're not going to see an LSU, Georgia, Alabama, or possibly a Tennessee. I actually don't know if I even want to see Tennessee anymore. I, I love Hendon Hooker. I just think he was such a he was almost everything they did on offense. So losing him is such a mm-hmm. critical blow that I really want to see this Utah team go out there against an SEC team and really dominate and do their kind of thing. And, and dominate's hard to do, but I should just shouldn't have said that. But I'll say just go out there and win a tough game and prove that hey, we are a legit top 15 team, regardless of what conference we play in, which is really important. And I know one guy who I we talked about a bunch of these freshmen too. There's so many exciting freshmen on this offense. I think another guy. Guy who we didn't see a ton of last week i think he only got one carry i believe is a uh, jalen glover i think he's another guy too against colorado i would i would love to see more of cole
1: yeah you know release the freshman you know mm-hmm. let him go let him go out there and show what they can do um there are i think there's one or two that might have redshirted and i actually think justin medlock is one of those guys so oh, you do think he's going uh, okay. yeah likelihood of seeing him this week. Yeah, it's not, okay. not very, yeah. not very high, uh, but you know, he did play well in the games that we've seen him. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Release, release the freshman. You know, that's really, that should be the goal for this game is go out, demolish, demolish Colorado through the first half, maybe a little bit into the third and then yeah, show, show some of those kids that are decommitting what they're going to be missing you know mm-hmm. the opportunity and how special this 2022 class is and how how nice the 2023 class could complement i mean now with the commitments the commitments we've seen you know 2022 is is a, is a far superior class you know utah's lost a few four stars lately yeah, um, but yeah sh- show those kids you know hey this is this is who we are this is the the team that we have this is who we're going to be moving forward you know you should reconsider you know maybe the decisions that you're making
0: And I know Malone Matalele ended up um, transferring out of this Utah team, but it's very rare you see the guys who play and start and get a lot of time on this Utah team end up leaving. I know guys like Charlie Brewer, but that's just because they got benched. Like when you come in and buy into this team and this culture – Good things happen. And yes, this Utah team fell short of our expectations. And maybe if some of you go back and listen to this next week, Utah will have made the Pac-12 championship and then the season is less of a failure, but it is a disappointment from some of the lofty goals we originally set, but there's still a top 15 team. And there's a lot of teams mm-hmm. that would still love to be there. I look at teams like Clemson last year who fell off a cliff and look at this yeah. is a disappointing season for Utah. And they still are the, I believe either the highest or the second highest ranked three loss team right now. So it gives a lot of credit <laughs> to everything they've done.
1: And and you know say what you will about the Florida loss, but honestly, Utah's losses this year are pretty dang quality. It's yes. not like yeah. it's not like they dropped one. And week so. one is always crazy. Exactly. It, people keep talking about it and saying, "Man, that that Florida loss." It's like, guys, week one, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen in week one, especially when you're traveling to an environment like Gainesville. You know that environment. In Gainesville acted like their team was the number one team in the nation. That's yeah. how that's just how they support the Gators, regardless of how good they are. So that those comments need to stop because mm-hmm. it sure should they have lost that game? No, they shouldn't have. But it's not this like garbage, terrible no. loss. And then you look at the other two, you know, UCLA and Oregon. Oregon's probably headed to the Pac-12 championship against USC. And then UCLA had a really good team this year that you know. I do think part of it's Utah didn't show up that week, but yeah. I also think it was just a mismatch. It was just mm-hmm. a team, you know, it's the same goes as part of the same reason that Utah lost to Florida. You know, you just have yep. this, you know, DTR is a much greater, uh, or he, he's much uh, more dangerous in the passing game, you know, than Anthony Richardson was, but a mobile quarterback that can really move. And, and you know, UCLA put up what, 44, 45 points on Utah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just – it's crazy to me, you know, just looking back at the season. And so a lot of people are disappointed. And I can yep. understand, given the expectations, but you're 8-3 yeah, right a, it's now. It's not a failure.
0: It's not a failure.
1: No, no you're 8-3 and three right now. Chances are good you're going to be – chances are pretty much
0: If they're not, we guaranteed. have problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, if if Utah loses to Colorado, then you can call and, this season a complete failure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they're Which gonna was... be nine and three. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully they're going into a, you know, a decent bowl game against potentially a top twenty-five opponent in an SEC, and you know an SEC team. So
0: And I'll say this too. When's the last there's a reason we just saw Alabama play a team like Austin Pay instead of they're flying cross-country to take on an Oregon, a Washington. It is really hard to travel across the country and then get a win on the road in a completely different climate from what you're used to. And that's hmm. what we saw with Utah in week one, and it's the reason we don't see a lot of those SEC teams doing It's going to be really fun to see how that Florida team comes out and does at Utah next season. It'll be something we have our eye on. We're going to talk about the other games that Utah needs to go their way in order to make the Pac-12 championship in a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the easiest place Place to spice up your college football season. Make sure you guys download the app today and you can start playing. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states, which includes Utah. Just pick between two and five players from across any team, not just the Utes, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Guys, I love Underdog because as I mentioned, super easy to download and set up and then it's just fun to look at and see. Guys going higher and lower. You can pick between a tons of guys in college games. If you think CJ Stroud is in for a massive game in the game of the week, you can go higher on him. If you like some of the NFL, ones. Look in on some of those, especially with all the great football we have over Thanksgiving weekend. So make sure you sign up with promo code LOCKED. That's one word, all caps, LOCKED. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100 get 100 Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKED. One word. Get in on college football pick'em action today. So, Cole, coming back into this one, we got three games we need to go the Utes way. So let's get into it. The first one, we need UCLA to win at Cal. UCLA is favored by 10. UCLA coming off a very tough loss and a great game against the Trojans. They're at 8-3 right now. Cal is 4-7. and seven. Yes, it's at Cal this UCLA team is a really good team. Their only losses are to Oregon. Now they have one bad loss to Arizona, but that Arizona loss reminds me of Utah's Oregon state loss last year. I just feel like they are a good team. They just had that one game where they just had a tough loss. It happens to a lot mm. of really good teams and we've seen it happen to a number of teams this season too. So I feel like UCLA takes care of business and they're favored by ten in this one. St- sticking with our bet o- bet online best big game bets of the week, I do think UCLA is going to cover that ten because DTR and this UCLA team is, are going to want to play a high quality bowl game.
1: I'm surprised it's only ten to be honest with yeah. you. I'd go seventeen, maybe twenty one. Like to me, that's that's too close. There's no way. I mean, they this is a high powered offense. You know, their defense obviously isn't fantastic. This is a high-powered offense that just went toe-to-toe with USC. So, yeah, to me that one's a lock and, I don't know, should be more than 10. I I
0: 100% agree, as you know. So, uh, the next one that feels likely to go Utah's way is Washington, Washington State. We're going to talk about that one in a second, but unfortunately the drama on that one won't matter if 21-ranked Oregon State isn't able to win at home in Oregon. Corvallis against Oregon coming to town. And this one, we do not know the health of Bo Nix. Once again, he was really banged up against Utah. I believe if let's say they had played Colorado last week, I don't think Bo Nix would have played for example, but it showed you he was healthy enough in a big game, big atmosphere like that to be able to go out there and get it done. So, this is the one where, this is the reason all week I've been saying, I don't think Utah's going to make the Pac-12 championship. You need Oregon State to win. And I think Dan Lanning understands how big of a game this is in his first season with the program. Oregon is favored by three. And I do think they win by more than that. I could see, look, a field goal is tight. So I will say it. it's tempting. If it was like three and a half, I'd feel great about it. But since it's still three, I still think they're going to find a way to win by at least five. I just think this Oregon team is better. And Oregon State has been really good this season, but they have, I mean, there's a reason they've lost to some of the best teams there. We know how good they are at home. They nearly knocked off USC earlier this season, but I just feel like this is the one the Ducks get. I think we're headed for a
1: Ducks-USC matchup. Honestly, I'm more concerned about the Apple Cup than this one. That might be a hot take. Yeah, I just – I think Oregon State is a better team than they're being credited for. I think Utah just caught them in a bad week. Mm -hmm. um Corvallis is not an easy place to play not not an easy place to win no matter how good you are um and this game means a lot you know I mean Oregon State hasn't quite had the season I think they were expecting and not that it's bad not that's it been bad I just don't think they've quite lived up to the expectations and the hopes that they were you know I think they're hoping to maybe be more of a little dark horse contender um for the conference this year and so <clears throat> this is their super bowl right mm-hmm. you know oregon's coming to town um you know they're really they're highly ranked you can knock them out you can knock them off you can you can send you know landing home you know uh without an opportunity to um go to the pack and and show how good of a coach he is which i think he is a great coach yeah. um but yeah i i have more confidence i think in oregon state winning right now than i do in washington just because I just think it's it's like the Utah-BYU game. Things just get weird okay. in the Apple Cup, you they know, and, and, and they do. I mean, it's rivalry week. Yes. It's rivalry, rivalry week. Yeah, that word, man. Um, <laughs> I've been stumbling over a couple too already. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, yeah, it it's going to be interesting. And like I said, I just – Washington, I think Washington's got a fantastic – offense um yeah. i think their defense is just so so and yep. you know like we just said things can get weird and to me i'm yeah i'm more concerned about you know that game going the way that utah needs it to rather than um rather than you know oregon picking up a, a comfortable victory in uh, at oregon state
0: yeah, this is a weird Washington State team. I mean, you look at the U- Utes are able to go into Pullman and win with their backup quarterback, something I wouldn't have would have thought they'd been able to do on the season. But then you see Arizona get a really good win against UCLA, and then they end up going on to lose at Washington State. So this is a team that in Pullman is still really strong. Cam Ward has still done some nice things on the season, but he's not Michael Penix. And I do think this is one where Washington wins. So I do think the Huskies are able to get this one out. The line is two. I think Washington's offense is too much for that Washington State defense, and they are able to get a win. But to your point, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this resulted in a loss because of how weird rivalry games can get. And I got a ton of respect for that Washington State program and the turnaround they've really been able to have these last two years despite all the controversy and things they've had to deal with has been really incredible. So just to recap things, I have Utah winning against Colorado, as we both do. We both have UCLA taking care of business against Cal. I have Oregon winning, and then I have Washington winning. So because Oregon winning, that means Utah would be knocked out. And Cole, how do you see those last two games then playing out? I don't want to misquote you.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> it's so tough. Because I, to me, Oregon, Oregon State comes down to Bo Nicks. Yep. And to be honest, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be back to 100%. I don't think 100%. he's going to be. He's not going to be. I totally agree. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm going, I'm going Beavers, dude. Yeah. I I'm like going it. Beavers. Okay. And, um, just because I think. You know, they just watched how Bonex is going to play injured against Utah. There's a ton of tape, a ton of film. And honestly, gosh, their offense really doesn't. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's similar. I think if Oregon State can score around 24 points, they win that football game. I just don't think that Bonex has it in him to, you know, put on a ton of points um, yeah. like we saw. So. To me, you know, if Bo somehow makes just a a, a lot of progress this week, yeah, the Ducks are going to win. But if he's in a similar situation um, that he was going into Utah, I think the Beavers are going to pull this one out. And then okay. Washington, yeah. Washington State, I think it's going to be tight. I'm not overly confident in it. I do think the Huskies win. Okay. Um, so that means you have Utah in the Pac-12
0: championship game doesn't sound like you'd put money on it, but it's what you just said.
1: No, No, I wouldn't put money on it.
0: Well, it's going to be fun to see how it all shakes out. It's going to be really tight, contested, great games to watch. It's going to be weird as Utah fans rooting for these other teams that we've loathed so much throughout the season for a couple of those things in Oregon and UCLA, what they just did to us. I mean, I, I, Obviously, Oregon State will be easy to root for Oregon. We don't really care. That one will be easy after what just happened last week. But it's going to be fun to see how it all shakes out this Saturday full of great games. And we're going to come back and with our last big game bet in a moment, talk about that one, as well as a couple other few things on my mind. But uh, Cole, I know you got to hop and do some uh, Black Friday shopping, my friend. But uh, if anyone's in the car, you know, kind of sitting, waiting on Black Friday, maybe waiting for whoever they're with to finish up their shopping, Uh, and they're looking for some time to read after they listen to Lockdown Utes, of course, what should they check out?
1: Yeah, head over to our site um SI.com backslash college backslash Utah just to check out all the latest news. Uh, you know, we put out a really good story on Jaquinden Jackson this last week. Uh he's you know talking he I had a good conversation with him in media availability and you know he says he wants to stay at running back and I think it's the perfect oh. fit. Um so you know that was that was actually a really fun interview to have some really good quotes out of Jaquinden there. Uh he's I think he's found he, he's found his new calling. Um, I think it's a great fit. You know, I love the idea of next he's season. Unbelievable for having just moved to
0: the position. Yeah. Incredible how easy it's been for him. That is not easy.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's been and, and I asked him, that. I said, you know, how's it been so easy? He's like, I just like to play physical and hit people, you know. Yeah. He's like, I that's what I love to do. And I'm like, Well, you're pretty dang good at it.
0: And you're at the um, right position
1: now then. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if Tavion and Mackay do in fact end up moving on next season, I love the idea of a one-two punch in Jaquinan and Jalen. Um, it's been great in the games we've seen it, you know, it was great, you know, against Washington state and, you know, uh, a few other times that we've seen that duo, I think it's awesome. Um, a lot of time for those guys, both still in the program. And I think the move to quarterback is is stellar for him. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to check out that article, one of the best interviews I've probably had, um, uh, this season. So, um, that was a fun one. So yeah, go head over there and, and check that out. You know, once you got a little bit of time in between, uh, doing all your black friday shopping
0: for sure appreciate you again cole for joining us he's at bagley underscore cole and that's fan nation all Utes. you guys can head over there and check him out and man you got me fired up already thinking about not only those two backs but with nate johnson in the backfield next year Woo! good luck defending that defense it's going to be a lot of fun but as always appreciate you for joining us cole have a good one you too all righty, so that's Cole Bagley. Always great to have Cole on and keeping it going here. We're going to talk about the game of the week, Michigan versus Ohio State, as well as a rant about Utah's rival, Utah's supposed rivalry game this weekend. And I got one last thing on just Pac-12 versus SEC because for those of you who watch the college football rankings, yeah, let's. Uh, we're going to get into that in a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Upside. Guys, inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out. With Upside, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every single purchase. Guys, Upside is super easy to download and set up. and You can get started today by downloading the free app and use my promo code LOCKED. That's one word, LOCKED uppercase L, everything else lowercase, and get $5 and more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next claim and offer from whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the businesses, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and get paid. In comparison to a credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Users earn users are estimating earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store. Download the free upside app and use promo code lock to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code locked. So make sure you guys head over and download upside on the app store today. Also, this episode is brought to you by UCCU who is offering a 15 month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. Guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but as you know, those interest rates and inflation, as we were just talking about with upside, they absolutely apply for this too. And they're both on the rise as if we hadn't noticed, of course. Well, here's the good news. UCCU can help you use this current rise in rates to your advantage. For a limited time, UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. What's a savings certificate? Is that like a savings account? A savings certificate is similar to a savings account. Both are great ways to earn safe return on your money over time. But here's the difference. Savings accounts typically come with unlimited deposits and withdrawals. But a savings certificate, you just make one deposit and then let your money grow and grow and grow. With a fixed rate of return, that's much higher than a standard savings account. How much higher? Let's just say a lot higher. So make sure you guys head over and get the savings certificate from UCCU once again. It's a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. You can get it for as little as $500, making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. Visit uccu.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. So jumping back into this one, once again, thanks to Cole for joining us. Always fun having him on. And uh, to close this one out, I want to talk about we usually do five games in our best big game bet segment, and there's one game we haven't talked about yet because it is rivalry week, and it's the game of the week to me. Ohio State versus Michigan, you get two versus three. I can't wait for this one. I'm someone who I actually used to live in Ohio, so and I'm not a diehard Buckeye fan by any stretch of the imagination. I Of course, why did Utah to win last year where they took them out of the Rose Bowl? But I love seeing those two teams uh, face off. This rivalry has just been so great, and this year it's only aided by both teams coming to this one 11-0. So Ohio State is favored by seven and a half. That is interesting to me, just seeing as Ohio State is at home. But man, with Marvin Harrison Jr., And what he's been doing and i think some of the only people who aren't surprised by what marvin harrison jr has been doing this year are utah fans because we got our first taste of him last year in the rose bowl and you could just tell he was going to be a superstar this season within jackson smith and jigba missing so much time it's just opened up even more opportunities for him and he's already capitalized i mean those 65 catches 11 touchdowns and over a thousand yards on the season very well might win the blitnikoff award this season because he has just been an absolute superstar and we know cj stroud is that too in the end That's, I think, the difference. I think Michigan is a fantastic team. I think they do so many things well. But because of this explosive offense that Ohio State has, I do think they're going to win. But 7.5 is too much for me. So I do think Michigan's going to cover this one. But I'd like the Buckeyes to win. I just think that combination of Stroud, Harrison, the much-improved defense from last year, too, that wouldn't get gashed in the Rose Bowl. Neither Utah's defense would get gashed that way either, especially because they got a healthy and a really good secondary this season. So in the last-best best, big-game bet, i like the Wolverines to cover. But I do like the Buckeyes to win. Either way, it's going to be a fantastic game to watch as you guys are getting up and kind of getting your morning going. That one at 10 on Fox the game of the week to me, just in terms of looking at the top two teams. And I personally think it's one of the best rivalries in sport. You know, what else is one of the best rivalries in sport, Utah playing BYU and it's something who a lot of people on the East coast in the Midwest feel like they don't really know about. And you know, it'd be a great opportunity for it to be spotlighted is for them playing in rivalry week. We see USC taking on Notre Dame this week, Utah should be able to figure out a way where they could this week be playing BYU. And I know that's hard to do with all this crazy conference realignment and everything that's going on, but who is super excited about the game against Colorado this week? I I don't know many people who are. I like watching my team win. It's hard hard when you're up by 30, which is what I think Utah's going to get to do. It's why people turn off the games and go do something else because their team's taking care of business. Everyone likes to win. And in terms of having a win written on the schedule – It's nice to do that in the last week, but it also makes it boring. What makes football so fun is not really knowing if you're going to win, going into those big games, the unknown. It's why they do so well. It's exciting to watch and see how it's going to play out. And this week against Colorado doesn't have that. And even if Colorado was good, it wouldn't be as exciting because there's no history really between the two teams. There is great history between Utah and BYU football, as you guys know. So going forward, it's not going to happen and they're probably just going to continue to do what they normally do and play their non-conference game early in the season again. But I really would love to see the BYU-Utah game be this week, rivalry week, when all the other great rivalries are going on in sports. It would give it more of a spotlight than it deserves, too. To the national audience, I just don't think they care as much when it's in earlier week. It's why this week you see Florida State and Florida going at it. That's a great rivalry that in the past was in week zero, but it's much more fun when it happens on rivalry week, because as I mentioned, it's when all the best rivalries happen. So I really want to see Utah and BYU football start playing after Thanksgiving. I think it would give it the shine it deserves amongst the better rivalries and would just give us all something to look forward to and be excited about the last week of the season, because we might not see Utah football again until late December. And that's the next time we'd be excited to really talk about a game because With this game it's hard to get excited as i mentioned because i really think utah is going to cover that 29 and a half point spread so hopefully it's something they can work out difficult to do with everything going on in the ever-changing world that is college sports but man, i hope we can see it happen because i would love to be talking about utes versus the cougs this saturday and hopefully it's something we can do in the future something else i'm looking forward to in the future for those of you who watch the the college football playoff ranking show uh on Tuesday night is uh, just a big shock to the system and the rankings expanding because I am getting really tired of the SEC bias. And look, not the biggest USC fan, obviously. I loved beating them. That was awesome. But they are still Pac-12 members right now. And what just happened to USC in the Pac-12 rankings is an example of what's going to continue to happen to a team like Utah, Oregon, any of the teams that come out of the Pac-12 when compared to an SEC team. LSU has two losses. One of those losses is a blowout loss too. And I understand they have Alabama and they beat Ole Miss, but USC just had an unbelievable win against UCLA. They lost by one point on the road to a top 15 team in Utah, who we all know is is really good still. I mean, we know we're a little disappointed, but those three losses have come against two really good teams. And then a week one, one against Florida, which Cole was just on making a great point about how difficult of a road environment that is to play in week one of the season. So yeah, I just, I get really frustrated with the bias. I really feel like if you swapped the logos of those teams, gave them the same strength to schedule, record, everything, because one plays in the SEC, it's getting more of the bias right now. It's getting more of the lift, which is really unfortunate because I think that's something that's going to continue to affect the Pac-12, something that won't affect UC, USC or UCLA once they're in the Big Ten, I feel like, because SEC and Big Ten get the benefit of the doubt usually in these scenarios. But there's no reason to me that if USC wins the Pac-12 championship, And they only lost one game by one point this season that they shouldn't be in. I know LSU will look at this win against all these good teams that they have. But at the end of the day, they still don't have, they still have two losses and one, two loss. It doesn't, I mean, that's a huge difference. I just think it's crazy that LSU is going to be, is ranked higher than USC and controls their own destiny. And I know, oh, they beat Georgia, but the other things have to matter. You can weigh who's a better team at this point or not at that point, but USC is doing unbelievable things. Caleb Williams is simply put one of the best quarterbacks in the nation right now. Lincoln Riley has done a great job turning them around in year one. And I'm not trying to make this into a USC podcast, but as I mentioned, this conference bias thing really is going to affect Utah. if They ever want to have a shot at the college football playoff because basically what the committee's saying is you're going to have to be undefeated in order to get in because of a one loss. Conference champion who lost on the road by one point misses out to a two loss SEC conference champion, then they got no hope. So that's why I'm glad the college football playoff is expanding. The committee is really flawed, in my opinion, and these are the kind of issues that are being exposed. So I just, it really bugs me as just a fan of the conference that this is what happens. And I, yes, we're not really using USC, UCLA. I know they're leaving us, but these are things that are going to affect us going forward. And that's why I can't wait for the committee to expand because this is really a travesty that the SEC continues to get this unfair bias in my opinion that this isn't right but then again, world's not fair, right? But (laughs) I guess it's how it works out sometimes. So I appreciate all of you stuck around for the the rest of that rant as you guys uh, sit in your car on Black Friday or whatever you're doing post Thanksgiving. If you're trying to sleep off the meal a little bit, laying around for a nap. Um, Either way, I always appreciate you guys listening to this show. I talked earlier, we crossed 600 subscribers. You guys know how much your support means to me. Uh, Love interacting with you guys each week. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, at JTWisterSyl. Subscribe to the show. Message me in the comments. Message me about what you'd love to talk about on Twitter. Make sure you add us. I'm open to discussions, especially with football winding down. We're going to have a ton of basketball content coming up. Gymnastics will kind of get going end of December, early January, and we'll still have a bowl game. And look, hopefully I am wrong, and I'm coming back next week talking about how wrong I was, and Utah is preparing to play in the Pac-12 championship. As I said, though, I just don't think it's going to happen because I do think Oregon takes care of business. But either way, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it plays out this weekend. So you guys have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Obviously, you guys already had the meal, but enjoy Black Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that time off with your friends and family. And we'll be back with you on Monday of next week, reacting to the Colorado game and all the action from the week. Also, if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you guys head over and check out Locked On Sports today for the biggest game recaps, the biggest stories, the biggest news in sports. The Locked On Sports has it all the take of the day. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, Utes fans, and we'll see you next week on Locked On.